Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. We apologize for the delay. Zoom was acting up a little bit. So now we're all on and we're just going to make the commercials a little bit shorter because this is a big topic I want to talk about today and uh, just also hear from you. Pick your brains and see what you have found out, insights you have gained, struggles you're still having or you had. But before we go there, I always like to talk about my horses, right? I mean, they're just uh, such a joy. And and one of my horses, uh, the first one I actually got, her name is Rima L. She is and was always a really, really sweetheart, just not to men. So, you know, being a man, when I approached her, she always backed away. When I raised my hand, she always put her head aside and... It was really strange because it didn't do this with anyone else but me, which were also, you know, all other women that uh, were dealing with her. And so I was calling up the previous owner and asked, so what happened? Why is she doing this? And, And she had to admit that the boyfriend of the uh, daughter of the owner was actually riding her And he wasn't really into horses. I think he was more into bicycles or so. But anyhow, as soon as Rimael didn't do what she was supposed to do, he actually hit her over the head. I mean, how horrible is that? And it really broke my heart to hear that. And I got a better understanding that she was abused and that she really had this you know, reaction to male voice, male energy, and then also having you know, the hand up when you put a halter on. And so all of this was still somewhat post-traumatic for her. And it took her about two years to really gently and kindly treating her to finally gain the trust. And now, you know, let me pretty much do anything. And uh, she has healed. Now, why do I tell you this story? Because a lot of us feel exactly like Rimael. A lot of us feel that we are still coping from the abuse that someone in the past has inflicted on us. Abuse is such an important and big topic, and it's so often just swept under the rug. It's almost like a taboo. First of all, it's maybe because of people that have been abused feeling just somehow broken. There's something wrong with them. There's something shameful, especially if it was sexual abuse and from the childhood. And also in general, I think the helplessness of others that are facing someone who had been abused just makes it a very difficult topic to share and talk about. But it's huge because so many people are affected by it. Did you know that every minute... 20 people 
women and men get physically abused by their intimate partner in the US alone. That makes 10 million people a year. And that about 30% of women and 20% of men, again, in the US, had at some point in their life experienced abuse. And that every year, over 60,000 kids get sexually abused. These numbers are just staggering. And unfortunately, these are numbers that we really have to look at in order to understand that, you know, four out of 10 people are probably people that have been scarred by abuse and often don't really know how to handle it. Now, this program today is not necessarily the solution for you being a victim of abuse or you knowing someone who has been a survivor of abuse. This is about just giving you an inspiration and some insights on how to approach abuse not as your identity. Because that's what we often do. We're just identifying us with that what happened to us, with that what we cannot really grapple with or really understand how to move forward from. And what I want you to today get from this show is to know that you are not just that what happened to you, but that there is so much more to you and that you can reclaim your power and your wholeness from the abuse with very effective and still simple insights and steps. So if this is something that you really feel is close to your heart, just type in some questions on Facebook Live or in the chat room of Transformation Talk Radio or call in and Kat, you have to give me the number again because somehow it always gets through my mind. What's the call in number? Oh, I guess we lost Kat for a moment. I'll give you the call in number after the break. But first of all, let's talk about what abuse really is. Ultimately, you know, the word gets thrown around a lot and uh, often we don't really know what it means. But pretty much in the dictionary, it says abuse is defined when someone takes any action that intentionally harms or injures another person. So when someone is intentionally causing you pain or causing you harm, that's abuse. Now, we could say, well, if that's abuse, well, I certainly have maybe abused sometimes my partner when I was yelling at him or her, or maybe I, you know, slapped my child. Did I abuse it? Well, what really abuse is about is not just the act of the abuse, it's the control that comes with it. Because the intention of the abuser is to have control over the person that is abused. And that is what makes abuse such a detrimental aspect in somebody's life. Because when it's really about creating emotional, physical, sexual violence on someone to have power, what happens in our mind is just so overwhelming. No matter what age you are, of course, you can imagine as a child, this is even more difficult to comprehend. But what happens is that the mind starts with complete and 
utter confusion. It's like, what happened? Because often the abuse happens also at the hands of someone that we should trust or that should really respect us or take care of us. And then that just gets blown away. And then the mind goes into some kind of survival mode. It just scrambles and tries to figure out what to do next. How do we now respond to it? And sometimes the mind and abuse just literally dissociates. It's the sensation of leaving the body and saying, I'm not safe here. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm looking from above. Or in the abuse, it can also just be the complete shutdown and becoming absolutely numb and not feeling anything. And of course, there can also be this absolute panic and anxiety that just makes a second feel like 10 minutes. It's a very, very big impact that happens on the nervous system and our mind. And that is not it. What really creates the problems, what is the problem is what happens afterwards. That this big impact, and if it happens several and many times, of course, that impact is even bigger, creates that consistent survival mode, that consistent staying in the shadow of the abuser that seems so difficult to get out of it. It is like we are losing a sense of self. It feels like that we are powerless, that we are helpless, and that the, pers the abuser still has all the control, even if this is a person that may not be alive anymore, even this is something that happened a long time ago, but on a subconscious level, we are still in that frozen state. It's not frozen necessarily like, you know, you're not able to move, but it's frozen and stuck in certain behaviors, in certain ways that we look at ourselves, in certain ways that we look at the world or move through the world that just is dictated from what happened to us. And today I want to talk about how to break through it and how to break out of it. And also how you know that you're still maybe living in that survival consciousness from a past abuse. So when we come back, we'll talk all about that. in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio, talking about how to gain your wholeness back, how to take your power back after abuse. And if you want to share something or have a question or need some support, phone number is 800-930-2819. Again, 800-930-2819. So before the break, I talked about how do you know that you are still dealing with the aftermath of an abuse? And, and a few signs are just signs that may seem pretty obvious, like you have a trouble, just trouble functioning normally at home or at work. You still suffer from nightmares or fears, anxiety, depression. You have these intrusive thoughts coming in, these images that you just cannot really shake off. You are maybe feeling that you're unable to have close relationships and, and maybe just jump from one relationship to the next without really ever finding what you're looking for. Can also end up in promiscuity and just having frequent one-night stands. You may have the feeling that there are these triggers, just like I said about this horse, something just, you know, someone touches you, immediately you freeze or you cry or you feel like uh, the memory of being a small child and you just want to curl in a ball or you feel emotionally numb. You just feel like disconnected from others, having a sense that you don't belong or you use alcohol, drugs, shopping, eating, or other things just to make yourself somehow feel better, which is a form of numbing out. It's a form of filling yourself up because you feel whole, uh, feel like a void. There's something missing inside of you. So all of those things are symptoms that say, I, I need some help here. I need to look for answers. And the answers start within and if you need help, please reach out. And uh, I have uh, certainly worked with many survivors of abuse and my breakthrough program can help you to go to that subconscious, deeper level where the abuse is still stuck and help you to heal and resolve it. And there are certainly also many other avenues and ways for you to get professional support. So don't hesitate about that. But here are three things that I find are so effective and powerful to consider when it comes to 
healing abuse. And the three things is that you want to, first of all, acknowledge that you were actually the victim of abuse. Now, this sounds, you know, pretty much something you could say, well, of course, duh. No, unfortunately not. There's so many times that when people were abused that, A, they suppress that memory. And then it comes up, comes up maybe in a acupuncture treatment or when someone gives you a massage or just spontaneously and then you wonder oh my god what is that am i making this up does this come from another place is this something that my mind just watched in tv and now internalizes it and so we just don't want to believe that something like this happened to us and then maybe there is a little bit more digging and a little bit more suspicion and then it may be involve something in childhood and it may involve a relative or someone that we really don't want to be the abuser. And again, we try to shove it into a big black bag somewhere in our mind and don't want to deal with it. And there it lingers around. Studies show that when people do have an inclination that there is something that probably happened to them, there is a very, very high percentage that it actually did happen and that we just suppressed it until or the mind suppressed it until we are ready to deal with it, until we are ready to face that what still needs to be healed. And the other reason why we are not wanting to be uh, the, the victims of abuse is because it's often so confusing that naturally when you're abused, you, you wonder, well, why? Why did this happen? Why does this person do to me? And then the mind goes to, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Maybe this is my fault. Maybe I should have done something differently. And then there is this self-blaming and that feeling of guilt. That is not only the feeling of guilt that maybe comes up when you're considering your responsibility, which is zero, but when you're considering that maybe there is something you have done wrong, but there is also a subconscious absorption of the guilt that the abuser may have felt at the time of the abuse. I'm saying it again. We do, in the moments of trauma, just take all in. The subconscious is on a heightened alert and a heightened awareness. And it's almost as if it's absorbing like a sponge everything that's going on around it. And so when someone is feeling a strong sense of guilt or maybe hatred or some shame or whatever it is, because that's what comes up for the abuser, chances are that the person who is abused takes on those feelings and then internalizes them. I mean, we know that uh, we can smell, it has been proven, fear and anxiety, and I'm sure the subconscious can also pick up other emotions from others, such as this guilt and shame or hatred, and then we are unfortunately turning it against ourselves. So really staying in the mindset of, you know what, I need to admit and I need to accept that I have been victimized uh, is a really first step just to see that something happened to you that you need to now find a way to heal. You need to now take responsibility. And that's the second step. That's the second step that's really important to say, well, I was victimized, but I'm unwilling 
to remain the victim of what happened to me. I don't want to let what happened to me define me for the rest of my life. And that's a very challenging step because, again, there is this confusion, there is this doubt, there is this questioning of, you know, was it my fault and so. But then there is also that survival pattern that I talked about that makes it so much more yeah, likely that we are staying in that, okay, I'm a survivor of something terrible, than saying, no, this is something that I can actually become bigger from and maybe also not let myself live under that shadow from whatever this person did to me for the rest of my life. And that is something uh, that we want to talk about today. How do you do this? How do you really reclaim yourself and realize I'm more than just that what was done to me? And what do you need to remember about yourself and see inside of yourself that is not that what you were maybe treated as or seen as by somebody else. I love to see that part that is victimized as a part of you, not as all of you. So try to imagine that, well, there is a part of you that you could say, well, there is a part that is uh, maybe the, the professional. There is a part that maybe the parent, there is a part that maybe the daughter, and there are all these different aspects of us that are at different times activated or taking over and, you know, basically let us just uh, move through those different situations in our lives in the best possible way. But none of those parts of us should be the one that is always running the show and always in control. So if you are saying, well, I have a part of me that is still really dealing and suffering from what happened to me, that victim part. But then there is also a part of me that can take care of that victim part, that can actually help that part to heal and to resolve the confusion and outgrow that what happened, then you automatically shift from feeling powerless to feeling more powerful. You're de-identifying yourself from the abuser and what the abuser did and really taking that stand and saying, I can be bigger than that. I can be better than that and I can help myself. I'm not that powerless victim any longer. And we're going to talk more about how you can do that. And, and then the third step is about taking your power back. So taking your power back literally means that there is so much of you that seems to be still in the hands of the abuser. It can be a sense of worthiness. It can be a sense of self-reliance, of trust, of safety. It may be even a dignity sense or a purity or innocence. There is a lot that you may feel has been stolen away. And bringing this back doesn't mean you have to go to the abuser and say, hey, by the way, I want this back. It is something that is actually not lost, but you have lost sight on it. Everything that you have been missing since the abuse is still inside of you. Even the most innocent aspect of yourself is still there. You have not lost yourself. 
but it's time to rediscover yourself. And we'll talk more about this after the break. Buzz for life, buzzed off, feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from adversity to awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. How to be whole and become whole again after abuse is the topic. And uh, before the break, I talked about those three steps that are just like the, the stand that you can make for yourself to already begin this journey of reclaiming your wholeness, which is accepting that you were victimized, choosing to no longer being the victim, but that you actually take care of that inner victim inside of you and then to take your power back. And taking your power back is also really reframing, uh, refraining a little bit from always trying to understand why, 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 why. It is an important question. Why did this happen? How could this person do to me? What was wrong with this person? What was wrong with me? These are important questions, but sometimes we cannot find the answers. So when you really feel like you have exhausted everything and still don't understand why, ask yourself how. How can I become, from whatever happened to me, an even stronger, happier, and more purposeful human being? A client from mine, of mine who had... Um, he experienced uh, physical and uh, emotional abuse by his spouse who happened to drink a lot and unfortunately also cheat a lot. And in that, uh, you know, those years of marriage, there were countless times where there was this roller coaster of abuse and then coming back and apologizing and promising and then again disappearing and agonizing nights where 
he was waiting and waiting and hoping and then coming back just completely aggressive and abusive and then next day apologizing probably know that cycle now at some point she ran off and that was that now that is a long period of constant chronic abuse and of course he was shattered by it now what he also realized is that he doesn't know the answers to why why she did this what was going on with her how could she do this why didn't she see that he was such a good person and had really good intentions and all of those things drove him nuts days and weeks he was thinking and thinking and it just got more and more into that hole of feeling victimized until when we started working together it was much more about what can you learn from this what can you learn from this about yourself what happened there that is actually for you an opportunity to reclaim your wholeness and reclaim your power and when he really looked deeper and saw more the pattern of relationships that even started in his childhood he realized that what he was always lacking was a sense of self-love it was always about giving and being there for others and supporting others and and that sense of really being there for himself and loving himself and caring about himself and seeing his worthiness was much more put upon others hoping that they would give him that then he was willing or able to do it for himself so we talked about the uh, literally hitting the bottom the bottom of that sequence of events that led to this final years of abuse and really reclaiming the power by saying i know now what i need to do i don't need to give my attention my energy to that person and others that treated me this way i can take my power back by now realizing what i need is really to heal that sense of not being lovable that just got more and more triggered of course through the abuse but really go into understanding what am i doing to myself that is reinforcing those old beliefs and there are different things we are doing i mean for him it was a pleasing and trying to be that savior and hero for others for others that pleasing looks more like you know getting into these random relationships looking for someone to fill you up with that what you feel you never had you know another client of mine had uh, abused by her uncle in her childhood and so she always got into these relationships randomly looking for something which she didn't understand there was an urge and every time she felt bad and guilty afterwards but there was something in, inside of her that was looking desperately in those brief one night stand connections and and when she understood what she was looking for was some form of healing some form of resolution of that confusion that was going on since her childhood when she was abused by her uncle and what that was about was that she basically couldn't understand how this uncle who was supposed to be such a great man in the family could do this to her and so she was 
subconsciously picking men who had similar traits, similar ways of being, hoping that they would provide the answers by treating her better, by giving her more respect, giving her more love. But of course, since she was picking exactly the same types, it only reinforced exactly that what she felt that she is not worthy, that she is not lovable. And that also digs you deeper into that pleasing pattern, looking for the next and the next and the next person to maybe give you the answers or give you a sense that you matter. And then there is that invisibility place where we can also go into this pattern where we are just completely making ourselves small. The world is small. We're not connecting to anyone. We are feeling we cannot trust anyone and we cannot trust ourselves. So the best thing is just to fade away and not really engage in life. And that again is something to learn from, to learn from that it's important to gain trust in oneself and to forgive oneself, to understand that that what happened at that time doesn't define you and your potential to take care of yourself. That what happened at that time, don't blame yourself that you let it happen. Don't blame yourself that you couldn't protect yourself, that you didn't scream louder, that you didn't punch or hurt that abuser, but have compassion for yourself that at that point you were maybe so confused, overwhelmed or manipulated, or just were completely removed of any sense of self that you were just had to allow this to happen. And the third of those patterns that I want to talk about, so there is invisibility and shrinking and not trusting in yourself and blaming yourself. There is pleasing and looking for answers in others and looking for love or a sense of recognition or the meaning of yourself in others. And the third one is this controlling pattern where you just feel like you have to be on top of everything. You have to be in charge of your relationships. You cannot let anything up to chance. You have to micromanage. And sometimes that controlling goes also into a place where you're really operating so much more from your head, you know, making all ducks in the row, being in a place where you make your spouse, your partner just act exactly in that predictable way, making them really responsible for any mistakes they're potentially making because once again, you felt triggered by not being in control, by not being you know, able to rely, by not feeling that you can trust. And so often those controlling relationships also end up in breaking apart because that trigger of feeling that unless you are in charge, you are unsafe, just makes it very difficult to sustain any kind of healthy relationship. And so that controlling behavior, what you can learn from this and understand is to really go back to your heart. I had clients that were highly successful and really on paper, just, you know, having these uh, very balanced and, uh, and again, successful lives, but inside they knew they have been hiding a deep secret. They have been not willing to connect to the pain and the wounds that they had been harboring there. And something at some point happened where this whole house of cards of stability just fell apart. Something 
made them have to connect to their emotions. Often it's like spontaneous panic attacks or anxiety that comes up in the 50s or 60s. And then all of a sudden it feels like, oh my God, you know, I'm feeling so overwhelmed because it's not sustainable to really always be in control. And it's certainly not sustainable to always live in your head and never really attend to your heart. And so this is an invitation then in those moments to also say, okay, what does my heart try to tell me through the anxiety, through the pain, through the nightmares that I haven't been able to resolve? And, and clients like this that are able to really then in their later years, acknowledging their abusive history and acknowledging that their heart and their vulnerability needs attention, needs room to breathe, that they need to open up again. These clients are often just completely transformed. It's almost as if afterwards, after years of living more in that robot mode, life is colorful again. Life has some sense of texture, uh, smell, taste. It's like they became alive again. So this is just to tell you that when you are in those survival modes, when you're observing yourself, what is my behavior? How am I still giving power by reducing my sense of power, by reducing my choices, by repeating the patterns, by living in those beliefs? How can I learn from this and grow from this so that I can feel myself again, that I can feel my truth again. And for that, I think it's really important that you are knowing what your truth is. Just ask yourself sometimes a simple question, who was I before I got abused? What was that person like? How was that innocence of mine showing up in the world? This may be a completely happy-go-lucky, boisterous self, this may be a self that feels just like the world is a playground and I love just exploring all the nooks and crannies of it. This may have been a creative self. This may have been an expressive self. This may have been a deeply trusting self. This may have been a self that just felt really at home with others or in nature. Ask yourself who that self is because that's your truth. That is the truth that you can find again. And the fact that you're listening to this show, the fact that you haven't given up on yourself, the fact that you're still somehow looking for something, I believe that is your true self reaching out to you and cheering you on to keep on searching because you will find it. And at the same time, this also makes you bigger and better than that what happened to you because you didn't choose to give up on yourself. You didn't choose to become an abuser yourself. You didn't choose to be someone who just takes power and control from others because you don't feel good about yourself and therefore also just gave up on your kindness or gave up on your compassion. You still try your best. You still believe in right and wrong. You still are looking for the light and that makes you ultimately so much bigger than the person that was abusing you who has been feeling obviously so small and so powerless that he or she had to go to that place to try to take the power from you. We'll talk more about ways to reclaim your wholeness 
after the break. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer and co-host matchmaker Peggy Bennett share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, i got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of young living essential oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. How can you take your power back after abuse? We talked before the break just about the importance of remembering who you are, remembering who you are before, and then also remembering who you still can be, even though something terrible happened to you. And there are a lot of other things that are important in that remembrance that can be things of now, how can I, as I remember my power and bring it back, 
have better boundaries, speak up for myself, seek out people that are safe and respectful and caring and kind. And these are all things on how to operate in the world. But you know what? One of the most difficult and important things is how to operate yourself. And that's something that I notice very often that people that have been struggling with abuse and having been abused, that they treat themselves in ways that is reinforcing the idea that they're flawed, that they are broken, that there is something wrong with them, that there is somehow no need to be kind, no need to even listen to your needs or ask yourself what you want. And that's really a, a very important aspect of taking your power back. Really just watch what you do. Watch how you wake up in the morning and whether you think nice thoughts or bad thoughts about yourself. Whether when you have a nightmare, you are kind and patient or annoyed and frustrated. Watch how you treat yourself in regards to what you wear, what you eat, how well you take care of your body. Watch also when you feel that somehow you are neglecting yourself, where you're treating yourself in a self-abusive way, where you just basically are putting yourself in situations that you know afterwards you're going to regret Afterwards, you're going to feel guilt and shame. Afterwards, you feel once again unworthy. Just notice that stopping those things and really saying my first step to healing and wholeness is really starting to treat myself the way I always wished others would treat me. I need to be safe with myself. I need to have trust in myself. I need to be the one I can always rely on. And I need to be the one when no one else may be, be on board yet. I need to be the one who knows that I'm worth it. So that's really an important step. And another really crucial step, as I talked before, is about comforting that inner victim and really noticing that you have the capacity, we all do, to be caring and to be kind, and to be compassionate. And so when you get triggered, when you feel like, you know, a trigger of anxiety or hiding out, or a trigger of an urge to act out or connect, or a trigger of getting frustrated and angry because something doesn't go your way and you feel out of control, stop. Notice that your inner victim got triggered. And then really sit down and before you're victimizing yourself, before you're victimizing others out of control, you're actually seeing that victim self sitting next to you. And you're simply taking some breath with that victimized self. You can imagine it's almost like maybe a younger self or almost a duplicate of yourself. And you're just really calmly telling that part of you, let's just take a breath. Let's just relax for a moment. This is not such a difficult situation to handle. And then after you take some breath and calm down, then you are shifting 
that perspective, the emotions on something much more pleasant. Maybe you can ask, so what can I be grateful for right now? What am I feeling actually is reminding me of something where I felt empowered or positive? Or what is a situation where I know I was completely at peace? Just going from that reactionary mode to choosing what emotion you want to just transfer to that victim self. And then you go to that place where you can have a different perspective and ask yourself, is this really the best action to take right now? Is it really something that is reinforcing my wholeness or is it still giving the abuser power? Is it still giving me a sense of not really being in a, in a place where I can feel a greater sense of well-being and a greater sense of also confidence when I act in the ways that maybe this victim self urges you to act. So you're reconsidering whatever you wanted to do. You're reconsidering and you're asking yourself, what is a better way to deal with this? Forgiving or talking to the person that disappointed you, to give yourself love and kindness rather than looking for someone else, to comforting yourself and reassuring that you're safe, even though you want to just hide out in a little hole, and then maybe going out uh, into the hallway of your building and just knowing, okay, I'm safe here. You don't have to go out for a walk, but you can just show that part of you you're safe in that house and you don't have to hide out. So that's an important step, the learning to be a source of comfort. And then a third step that I find is really important and something that just you build over time is to redefine yourself. And for that, just really, again, get to that victim self and write that victim self a letter, a letter of completion, where you really write down, this is what happened to you. This is what happened to us. And I'm feeling really sorry for everything that happened. And you write about what you know is that terrible sequence of events, but you also write about self-forgiveness, understanding, compassion with that victim self, and of course, yourself. And basically, you are creating an inner completion with whatever that victim self had hold on to. And it doesn't have to be in one letter. It may be 10, it may be 50. It can be just something that you are reinforcing over and over again. This is how I want to see this situation as something that is a part of my story, but it is not my future. And it is not all of my story. And then you are defining again, who is that what I want to be. If I could take this story and put it aside and just tell myself, so who do I really want to be? Who do I really want to be based on my truth, based on my potential, based on that, what I know about myself? And again, going back and remembering who you were before, go for it. Go for those art classes or singing classes that you thought, oh, I can never have. Make just acquaintances, maybe at your work or in the small little groups that give you a sense of, okay, I can actually be a part of this world and I can actually be a friend and I can learn to trust people. 
whatever it is that you feel like I want to share with the world and I want to make that contribution of me, not that dimmed little version of myself that I was made to believe I am, but really growing back into what I'm meant to be here. That is a process, but that is where the discovery journey really, really is exciting, fulfilling, joyful, because like all people, we do have to discover more of who we are. And when you have been abused, somehow it is even a greater importance to go for it now and really say, that was my rock bottom. That was the reminder of, I will never let something like this happen to me, but I also will not live in that trauma, in that shadow any longer, because the more I was living in that shadow, the more when I look inside, I could also see who I really am, because a light shines brighter in the darkness. Well, there could be so much more we can talk about, but thank you for tuning in. And if you want to have more information on how my breakthrough program can help you, just go to drfriedman.com and uh, yeah, ask some questions, set up a free consultation. I'm happy to talk with you on how I can help you to regain your wholeness and also just really take in some of those steps, especially the one that you want to treat yourself the way you always wanted to be treated and probably the way you treat other people automatically. Until next time, take good care of yourself. Always look for what else is possible for you. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. 